Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shelf Logic. My name is Jen. And I'm Jillian. And we are here from Southeast Regional Library, and today we are going to be talking about some books that we both read recently, and I wanted to let everybody know, if you did not already know, November is Native American Heritage Month. So along uh, that line, we have been inspired to uh, look at some books and pick up some authors, um, some Native authors to promote their work. And I know, and I think I think both of our titles that we're going to be discussing today have strongly been influenced by like the past and what's happened here, at least in North America. So it'll be really interesting discussion. But yeah, I really enjoyed my book. What about you, Jillian? Um... I enjoyed it. I think the problem was it's I'm not good reading books that are kind of not in um, first person. Oh, okay. So like the narrator shifts and you just really have to pay attention to that. And that's that's kind of hard. Shifting. <laughs> I know. I I've got. I know what you mean. I guess Other than that, just, it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I think both of our books sounded really good to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess I can jump in. Let's see. I want to. And please forgive me. I am trying, and I've even been listening to the audiobook to try to pronounce everything correctly. My author's name is Wabgeshig Rice. It's called Moon of the Crusted Snow, a novel. One moment, have you ever watched The Walking Dead? I've watched like a couple of episodes here and there. <laughs> okay, so kind of like latch onto that like vibe or like theme. I will say there are no zombies in this book. <laughs> it's not a zombie book, but um, kind of like things get worse you know what I mean like in the world like progressively like, like what's going this, on that's how my book was oh really yeah so it's like a similar theme there the first thing I'll say is I think that every everybody should read this book it's really good and I not often am I reading a book where like to like random people in my life am I like hey have you read this book and then they're like no and then I jump in and start describing it to them and I found myself doing that with everybody with this book many times that's awesome so it's pretty exciting Okay, so to start out, the book starts out with this guy named, named Evan, and he lives, It's he's of the Anish, Anishabe people, and they live like super far up north, like Canada area, super cold, super brutal winter, right? So he's out and about, and he gets a moose. Are you looking at your book? Is that where yours is too? No, I don't think it says where it is. That's why I was like, oh yeah. Trying to- like say it just says Blackfeet reservations. Okay, so yeah, and this the same thing. We are on the reservation in this area. So Evan has gone out and about, and he gets a moose. He kills a moose. He's kind of described as having like, and other people have I've read like online too. They kind of describe it, this character as having one foot in like each world, kind of like he's familiar with like English and like doing modern type things. Um, like the cell phone towers have come to the area, so like it's it doesn't look too different than what we're used to. But he's also passionate about keeping um, their the heritage and their like traditions going. Like they're teaching their kids um, the like their actual language uh, Ojibwe, and so it, it, he's doing like the the hunting and like preparing for winter as you might traditionally. And he is thanking the moose like after like by providing the right. prayer and like the tobacco. So it's really, really interesting, and you immediately get the sense, like, oh, like, he's, like, this guy who kind of, like, knows what he wants to do. He wants to, like, provide for his family. He wants to um, be a good part of his community, 
he he's great. Evan is great. <laughs> so he's the person we follow mostly. So he's describing, I don't know, life there, you know. Oh, this book is not first person. <laughs> it's, it's third person, third person. But so like he, you're following him like about, you know what I mean? He, he mentions the cell phone tower came when like they had the hydroelectric dam, I assume, but the hydroelectric uh, power start to come. So like a lot of the people in the community are used to like not having power, not having running water because that's like what they grew up with. Right. But now the younger generations are like kind of more dependent on like the satellite, like the TV, the cell phones. A lot of them still have the landline. So what happens in like the very first chapter and you don't even really think of it, at least I didn't because I didn't know what the book was about, (laughs) but they're like, oh, the cell phones aren't working. Like, haha, like sometimes the cell phone tower goes out. Like, that's fine. And this is why, because it happens all the time. And then like, oh, the power went out. And that's fine, because it happens all the time. And this is why. And you're like, yeah, that's true. Like, things go out. And they're like, and the, la- the landline went out. And you're like, yeah, you know, it happens all the time. It's so, like all these things. And then finally, they're like, this is weird that it's happening all at once, right? Yeah. And you're like, yes, this is weird. This is, and but you're like, you know, like, it happens all the time, right? I remember when I got to the part in the book, where, and I'll just, I don't want to give too much away because I think you should read it, but two of the sons who were down like at college at a little university town, like they call it South, just South. They like show up to the thing on snowmobiles and they're like weeping. They're like, we made it out. Like we made it out. And they're like, oh no, what is happening? Because it's not just there. Like it's as far as they can tell, it's everywhere because they, nobody has talked to them. Like no, no shipments are coming in. And so it becomes just very very much a survival book there's a lot of really important themes and like such beautiful like storytelling and how the past has like impacted the present of this community as it pertains to like colonialism you know what i mean and there plays out a story like the main story but like plays out a story where this guy comes I'll say his name. His name is Scott. <laughs> we do not like Scott from the very beginning. No, and he, I don't like him. Oh, yeah. We don't know. I'm don't sorry know, if your I name like is him. Scott. And it's a fine <laughs> name. But in this situation, no. So he goes and he is definitely representing like people who are coming into their land, their home, and they're causing havoc. They're messing things up. You know what I mean? It's, it's, all, it's all bad. So it's just... And, oh, I want you to read it. It's really I'm, good. I'm excited. Yeah. So he there's there's this part and like, and of course like he has like such big talk. He's like, oh yeah, like I'm great. Like, this is what's gonna be great. And so he tries to get like people on his team, right? And so, and then he's like, oh, don't worry about the food. Like they're literally like running out of food. Like a lot of them are able to hunt and like have they have like a store of food, right? But like he's like, don't worry about it. I've got a plan. And you're like, what is your plan? And everybody's like, what is your plan? He's just a bad guy. He has and no plan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep... You have to read. Okay. So the storytelling is so awesome because it's like literally there were... At each like moment that it would just get a little bit more dark, I was like, oh no. And, and it's like creepy. It is chilling. The part where I was like really like... Like I mentioned when the sons got there and said what was going down, going on in the college town. And then their recollection of the story there, I was just like, oh my goodness. Because that's especially what, you know, I'm familiar with. Like when you think about like an emergency situation in your life... If somebody's telling you a story of something that you're not as connected to, you might not know that barometer, like, inside your head, this is weird or not. 
So, like, and they kept saying, like, when they were on the reservation, like, the storyline, they were like, oh, it's fine. You know, the cell phone sometimes goes out. It sometimes goes out. We can do this. But then when they were describing, like, the dorms, the stuff that was going down, I was like, this is not okay. Like, this is not okay. Everything is bad. And so it was just, it's such an important, I don't know, just, like, to, to, like, live through these stories. Because I I know, like, apocalypse scenarios are, like, really, like, it's super popular. I don't know so much now because it's kind of dark. But, like. (laughs) They were. Right, right. And so. I think this is such a, um, I don't know, to me it's my favorite apocalyptic type thing. It's not like aliens or anything, but the power goes out and they don't know what's going on. So like, just you you can even imagine what would ensue like here, you know. So, but yeah, and there's a lot of uh, cool language I was trying to learn as much as I could throughout the book. They use um, a lot of the the Ojibwe language with each other because they're trying to teach the kids. But yeah, it's an awesome book. Again, that is... Written by Wabgeshig Rice. This is one cool thing. It was one of our SRP prize books this year. So, oh, yeah. yes, do you remember seeing it? it yes, has, like, I have, and the, it, that was on my to-read list already. Yes, yes. If okay. it's not on your to-read list, it should it. be people. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but, yeah, I don't know if you know this. SRP is a thing, an annual thing. Every year we do, anybody of any age can sign up and log their reading, and they can win prizes like a free book, and this was yeah. one of the books from this year, so... It's awesome. But yeah, we have it in our system too. We have it on Hoopla in ebook form. We have it on Hoopla in uh, audiobook form. And lastly, we have it in real book form that you can hold in your hands. Yay. But yeah. So yeah, that was, it was, it's such a good book. Oh, Dang. it's chilling. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. And it's not too long of a read either. It's truly, it's truly. It looks small when I saw it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can read it in like readable. a sitting if you're okay. intense about it, or you can do it in a couple days. But yeah. Cool. Okay, so the book that I read um, is called Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones, and he is a Blackfeet, or the Blackfeet tribe, and that's where it, the story begins. All the characters in it are from the Blackfeet tribe. Um, four friends, they are on the reservation, and they kill a deer, and they find out later, later, that she was pregnant, and they were on the land of the elders. So, like, in some Native American cultures, you can't kill animals that are on natives or the elders land oh like that's off limits unless you're like of the tribal leaders so they kill like a lot of them and nothing really happens until like 10 years later so like they give a little snippet of what goes on there and then 10 then they jump to 10 years later and then it starts off with lewis and also the deer is one of the narrators (gasps) I love deer. I know it sounds good, but this is a very vindictive deer. Oh. And she's killing off all the characters. That's part of the book. Like, at the beginning, you see that you start with Lewis, like, oh, I like him. He's kind of cool. And then he starts murdering people. And she, like, puts a wedge in each of these four guys because she's exacting revenge. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes that's what's got to happen if you're here. I know. I mean, I guess they weren't supposed to. That's, but oh, it is, man. yeah, it's very disturbing. So if you're yeah. not into that, then um, maybe this one's not for you because it, what, there's so many murders that happen. Oh, that's dark. What uh, section is it from in our It system? says horror. So it's yeah. horror? Yeah. Okay. You're going to have to like that kind of stuff. Mine, I believe, is general fiction. Forgive me. I'm going to, I'm going to just going to confirm because I was using it on Hoopla, so it wasn't relevant to what I needed. But you said, okay, so it's switching narrators. Yeah, so it goes from, like, each guy starts up with Lewis, and then 
you think he's a cool guy like he gets off the reservation he seems to have his life together which is part of also the writing narrative that once you leave the reservation you're going to come back or you're going to die or something but he seems to have made a good life but then he starts going crazy and he kills because of the deer yes okay so this is like a curse that has happened it's a curse okay oh man (laughs) so that's yeah that's rough it but is rough. <laughs> it sounds like an interesting, an interesting like story because like you it don't is. always because like in my book, like when it they talk about like hunting animals or something like they got it and then it's done. You know what I mean? But it's an interesting storyline to to go down like the path of the animals. Yeah, I mean that is one good thing that I liked about it. But for me, is always having to track different narrators. Sometimes yeah. it gets frustrating. You should read... My book was just third person, so okay. it was all kind of That's like... good. Bird's eye view. But it was still... It was done so well, so... I found out my mm-hmm. book is in mystery oh, okay. fiction, which is interesting because I... I don't want to uh, be at odds with anybody who decided that it was in the mystery section, but I don't... See, I would almost put it in science fiction but only because it's like in a situation but more just general fiction let's just say general fiction but it is mysterious i will say yeah i'm always curious like how they make those decisions because i've definitely read some other ones and i'm like that hmm, i know i put that there yeah it is it's interesting to think about i i the mysteries of um cataloging (laughs) yeah but yeah and also, I wanted to mention, mine is also on Overdrive. Do you know whether yours is? I can search it's for you, too. It's on Overdrive. It's on Overdrive? Yeah. Okay, nice. So, yeah, we have these in physical form, in ebook form. Um, lots of good stuff to choose from. I also wanted to mention a couple titles that I haven't read yet, but that I think would be really neat. And I think you have some written down. Yeah. You have... So, this is funny because yeah. you just caught me... As we were walking to the room, I have this book in my hand... It's called Post-Colonial Love Poem, but you had already written her well, the author down. Well, I just down. looked at Oprah's list of Native authors that you need to read. Oh, And okay. that was one of them. And yeah. I've seen her before. I've seen that to read. Like, if you like poetry, she's one to read. Really? Okay, yeah. I haven't... I'm so bad at poetry. I don't like poetry. Either. Really? It's hard for me. I have... I must have just, like, not, a, like, a rhythmic mind yeah, when it comes to I, reading it's just not for me because i will read it wrong like yeah. if i read it out loud somebody would get mad because yeah. i'm like uh but yeah this this book and i was i was thumbing through it it is like as far as i can tell as a um an unpolished poetry reader this is very good beautiful and it's kind of impactful i can tell you know but i haven't i haven't read the entire thing yet did you have any other authors you wanted to mention yeah, um joy harjo she was actually the poet laureate of the United States last year. And one of her books that we have, I think it's on Overdrive, is called Conflict Resolution for Holy Beings. Oh. It sounded good. That does I mean, sound good. Even though, you know, I'm not into poetry, I still, I like celebrating. Yeah. But she's a poet laureate. And that's an awesome. American woman. That's amazing. That's cool. That's and then cool. there's also Louis, Louise Eerdick. She's a one that's been around for a long time. She just wrote Night Watchman that came out. And the then, Night Watchman? Yeah. Wait. Um, is it a show? Wait. No, no. Like Watchman. It was a it was historical fiction about a Native American man who is an actual night watchman, and just like what goes on during his life. Oh, yeah, I think she was like highlighting her grandfather, but in historical fiction, not like real. 
And then she's also written The Birch Bark House. I know I've read that a while ago, but I don't remember anything about it. Well, that's that's neat. I I didn't know that. Oh, I need to pick those up, too, or add them to my to-read yes, list. which is long for me. Um, another one that's on my to-read list is called Johnny Appleseed. And that one... Um, we do have, we're getting it in the system in its okay. physical form. And you requested that? Yes, I oh, requested yay. it and they're getting it. I'm very excited. Yay. So that one is a coming of age story um, of a young person um, living. It, it, it takes place, as far as I'm aware, on and off uh, a reservation. And so, and it also kind of goes into like urban life. So the author, as well as the main character, I believe, I, I want to confirm this, but. Um, they're two spirit, and so okay. it's just kind of like coming to understand themselves, yeah. like you know what's happening in their life. So I'm very excited about that one. I've heard very good reviews of it, but I know that it's kind of like more of an adult fiction book because I know it deals with like themes that are you know more intense. <laughs> so that one I'm very excited to read, and I think that's all the ones that I had listed to talk about. Were there any anything else for you? Yeah, I mean, just remember, there's always Sherman Alexi. Um... Leslie Marmon Silco, other like very well known authors. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I hope I hope that we were able to shine a light on yeah. these wonderful books and wonderful authors. I guess as as a last suggestion as well, I want you to know that we have tons of nonfiction books um uh for the history for heritage uh for Heritage Month mm-hmm. that I would suggest everybody put on hold and check out. But yeah. Yeah, and if they're Nonfiction and about Native Americans are usually like in the tribe section. Yes, yes, under tribes. And we have that section for juvenile nonfiction as well as adult nonfiction. So if you're ever in, just check with us and we will point you the way. Yes. But yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, this is Jen. And this is Jillian. From Southeast Regional Library. We hope you have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.